All right, we're back to Monero talk. Adam's back. Uh, sorry about that. Um, where do where do we leave leave off? I think we're having. Well, some you're giving the the, the 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 WikiLeaks scenario. If they say Correct. it's uh, okay, you, you did something bad. Now now you're in uh, now you're in big trouble. How should Bitcoin progress at that point? Well, there people. I say this: the developers working on it at that point will come up with some sort of scenario that can defeat that. Where people in the future, if they are a controversial organization, they will be able to get uh, anonymous donations. They, they will, they'll have to be some uh, for, for that to work in that country. Now, again, if you're an individual that's experiencing that type of tyranny, you take your Bitcoin, you move to another jurisdiction. And I, I'm a firm believer that all there will always be jurisdictions that aren't going to be that tyrannical, that aren't going to... Uh, it, it, have the manpower or the will to enforce such uh, or such such rules upon such ridiculous rules upon people, uh, and, and maybe that's what cryptocurrency helps bring about. Uh, some nations that are crypto friendly, some that are not, and people uh, will, will choose between the two. But I mean, you're, the point that you're trying to make though is that well, then uh, maybe WikiLeaks should just accept Monero at that point. I mean, and that will be an option too. That, that would be a legitimate option for them. If, if Bitcoin is failing them and all their people that are donating them are getting arrested, then they will go to Monero. It, it's, it's, uh, the marketplace uh, will speak. They will have to go to uh, Monero at that point or Zcash or whatever, some, uh, some private aspect. So for that type of transaction, that scenario, if that is so important to people, they will, they will switch to uh, the privacy coins at that point. All right. How about uh, how about security? Security of the of the of the blockchain itself. Um, obviously, there's arguments to be made as to why Bitcoin is more secure than Monero, given the amount of hash power. Um, but how about how about the future security of the coin? So, with Monero, uh, there's a tail emission. So we know that Monero will always be mined. Um, but with Bitcoin, uh, we know that one day that mining's uh, you know, miners will no longer receive a block reward uh, because of the, the, the 21 million cap. Um, so is there an unknown there with, with Bitcoin security in the future? Obviously, there's going to be transaction fees, but isn't there a little bit of an unknown with the security of the blockchain, given that we don't really know how it's going to play out in the future? Obviously, in the year 2130, things will be a lot different now. That, that, that's one thing I will say uh, when, they're, when they're no more. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's dropping pretty fast, right? So obviously, 2130 is when we, when we actually hit that, that wall, but there's going to be a lot less coin. One of the interesting scenarios that people have uh, gone over is that some, the miner, it won't be the same entities mining anymore. There will be entities that are so dependent on Bitcoin uh, and maintaining its wealth, that they will mine at a loss. They will. They won't care what the reward is at all. They will just mine it to keep it going because their whole entire enterprise is based around Bitcoin. So uh, that that's that's one scenario that's been uh, get, that's been shared with me. Uh, I let, let's see how it plays out. Every halving, uh, they say, oh, it's gonna it's gonna die this halving because the miners aren't gonna be getting as much. But it keeps going. At the same time, the transaction fees can go up by a lot also. Uh, that can compensate the miners. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. But I'm not, 
I'm not too worried about the far future yet, and I'm not worried about the upcoming halving because I've, I've heard this hype before that uh, it's it's not going to be worth the miners' while and, 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 and anymore. And there there are creative solutions like uh, people new type of miners that are just so dependent. Their businesses are so dependent on Bitcoin they don't care how much they're getting as long as they're keeping it alive. Do you use Monero? Do you do you uh, ever send it around? Have you? Yeah, so I have received it. People have, as at the beginning of part one, uh, when people were trying to tell me how great Monero was compared to Dash, people sent me Monero. So I have sent Monero. And at that time, I thought it was, there was that third input line you had to put in there sometimes. Uh, it was it was more complex to send than a Bitcoin, which I thought was unfortunate, uh, was going to, Again, make it more of a niche type of thing. It was harder to send than a Bitcoin. That is what mm -hmm. I remember. But I have not. I have not sent it for a while. But I yes, I have sent it. And I have definitely received it. What's that? The third. The third uh, aspect called. Uh, the, the, what was the the payment ID? Yes, That's probably what you're referring yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah so, so payment IDs have essentially been removed um, at this point. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 was that was a little bit of a. Uh, you know, uh, a flawed user experience there, but a necessity at the time. Yes. Uh, then there was integrated addresses. But yeah, for, for all intents and purposes, uh, payment ID no longer exists on Monero uh, for users. So yeah. So I mean, I, I guess this is a good time to actually roll into our sponsors. So uh, we're sponsored by Cake Wallet. So do you uh, do you have a uh, cake wallet do you use what wallet do you know the, the, the one that i experimented with was a uh, fluffy ponies uh wallet. the uh the, okay the, the web it was the web wallet uh monero.org was it that was my, it. my monero my, yeah, so i don't want to give the wrong one because people have made mistakes and end up getting their monero stolen because uh yeah it was my monero whatever it was yeah the one the fluffy pony did that was yep. web based that one, that one. Yeah, I there's web-based, and then they, they built an app as well. Uh, the difference between, they have an iOS wallet as well. The difference between My Monero and Cake is uh, My Monero kind of sacrificed some of the ability to securely, uh, um, well, you could both, you could hold your own keys on both, but with, with My Monero, uh, there's a potential that uh, your transactions can be seen uh, because you're giving up your view key. So if you want the kind of the most ideal Monero experience, we recommend uh, Cake Wallet on this show. Cake Wallet is open source. Uh, you hold your own keys um, and you don't give up your view key. Uh, with that, you're losing some of the the user experience that my Monero has because it allows you it allows uh, essentially the wallet to load faster. Uh, but in, in keeping with the purity of, of what Monero is supposed to be about and being able to control your own keys completely and, uh, you know, maintain perfect privacy, Cake Wallet is the way to go. And so they currently have an iOS wallet and they'll be coming out with an Android wallet as well. And then our second sponsor is XMR.to. So I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're basically a way to seamlessly uh, transfer your uh, Monero into Bitcoin. So wherever Bitcoin is accepted, if you have Monero and you want to send it, you can seamlessly send it to a Bitcoin address. Uh, so it's kind of a way to anonymously 
you know, use Bitcoin by owning Monero and then having that seamlessly be transferred into Bitcoin whenever you send it. Are you aware of XMR.2? No, that, that sounds very interesting, actually. XMR. What is it? XMR. Dot two TO, I'm sorry. XMR.TO. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, so, they're integrated into Cake. Um, so, it kind of gives you a seamless experience there. So, you could have hold your Monero on your Cake wallet. And then, when you want to spend it anywhere that Bitcoin's accepted, you could essentially uh, use the XMR.TO function on Cake to send it to any Bitcoin address. XMR.TO. All right. There we so, go. Yeah, those are I'll our two learn, sponsors. I'm learning something from the advertisements. It's good they're advertising <laughs> on you, man. Yeah, so, definitely check them I will, out. I got it open and I will uh I will I will look that sounds like a very interesting uh combo tool there. It's 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 interesting. That's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably talk about that soon. I got I'll look at that. Look at I'm learning stuff. Tell that like button, everyone. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean uh so, so where do you uh, where do you see this all going then? What's your, what's your take? Um, what's kind of the next steps for the crypto space? We're starting to see uh, governments show more curiosity. We we saw uh, China talking about launching uh, their own version of a digital currency. Um, what's what's your take on what, what's going to be? The big thing in you know in 2020, where what's what's kind of the next big thing? Well, I mean, the, the, the schedule thing is the bit the Bitcoin having. And last time there was a lot of hype leading up to it. More articles about uh, cryptocurrency come out during the lead up to the having, and more people find out about it that in fact cryptocurrency is not dead because some people think that it's dead because of uh, what they read in the mainstream media after the the last uh, up cycle there. So I think we're going to have a lot more interest in, in writing about it in 2020. Uh, and then after the having probably some more price increase for Bitcoin, probably some for the altcoins. I think we'll have by 2021 again, uh, the, there'll be another hype cycle. All the altcoins will have their chance to shine again. These people will want to get into the next Bitcoin. So I hope all these coins like Monero, like the, the Mimble Wimble ones and everything, they're ready because there will be people pouring into it. A lot of naive people too, uh, and that there will be a chance. So right now we're still in a, it's still a down market in terms of interest. Uh, what, what you mentioned, country, countries and, and bigger entities are working on this stuff behind the scenes. Um, there's more of a mainstreaming of, of Bitcoin and DeFi. They're trying to do this DeFi on Ethereum. So there's a lot of financial products that are being created and just are getting ready for a, a transition where more people people come back into the space again. So this is the time to, to, to buy. I mean, this is definitely the time to buy uh, because there, there is not a lot of hype now. We've seen the, the, the hype cycles before and we're going to see it again. So I, I would be prepared for the Bitcoin halving followed by all sorts of hype of all sorts of coins and Bitcoin uh in, in in 2021 that that's that's something big that, that i that i see on the horizon i mean as for uh you know people in bitcoin they're working on the lightning network uh they're saying that involves uh, that's going to make things uh, a little bit more private on the second layer we shall see there, there are a lot of people working on a lot of different projects i mean there's like a lightning network a podcast now so there's specialization within bitcoin i, I see that going on 
But I still see in, I see innovation in on Ethereum with the DeFi stuff and with these this Mimble Wimble hype that's on the horizon. Uh, that seems like it's getting closer every day. All these Mimble Wimble people talking about how great it is. Uh, so people are experimenting with the privacy stuff too. So I mean, I love it because we're entering a golden age. The 2020s is going to be a golden age for cryptocurrency. So I I am not. I am obviously a Bitcoin is the number one thing type of guy, but I have no problem with these altcoins uh, trying to experiment with all sorts of different, uh, whether it be privacy or, or, or other or governance or whatever, whatever they come up with next. Um, yeah, I, good, good luck to everyone. And I see, I just, more younger people are getting further and further away from um, being connected to like the old monetary system. And they're totally enthralled with technology. Everything they do is technological now. So for the people saying that we're going to go backwards and just go to people holding old gold and that, that we're getting further and further away from that. And so I, I just see the youth getting more interested in this stuff. So uh, the 2020s is going to be very good for cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Do you think the having could potentially be priced in already? I mean, no. uh, do you, yeah, I mean you, might, you might see a little bit of a, a drop after the having. Oh, no, we, will see a little, we will see a little drill. I think it'll be the same thing as last time. Right now, most people have no idea what the halving is. Most people in cryptocurrency, in Bitcoin even, have no idea what the halving is because they weren't around for the last halving. They didn't get a a lot of people that got into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. They didn't get they didn't get involved because of scarcity and deflation and all that stuff. Um, who knows what reasons they got in? So at the end of this year, if we're approaching the beginning of 2020, they will start to realize it, and people will start to figure out. Wait a second, there's not going to be as much new Bitcoin mined after May, so they start buying it up, and that's and the price starts rising. That's what happened going into the 2016. But by the time the halving occurred, it, it you know it, it had gotten as high as like $750 before the halving. By the time the halving occurred, it was like below 650, and it got after the halving, it went even below that. But when when this when people started realizing or the market started reacting, uh, there was less Bitcoin. Being put out there, miners weren't even selling as much Bitcoin. They were hoarding their Bitcoin because they want to stay in business. So by the end of 2016, uh, the, the price did begin to rise, and then 2017, it really, it really started to rise. So I, I foresee something like that happening again. So I do know. I do not think it is priced in yet because the market, the market as a whole, doesn't know about it yet. Mm -hmm. Now, now, are you familiar with Monero's emission curve and? Obviously, we, we spoke about the tail emission a little bit, but overall, uh, are you familiar well, with how Monero thing, works? On one thing that I heard about it that people have tried to—I mean, I, and I didn't get too interested in, in this—that there was a, it was unlimited. That, that that there was no limit on the Monero that's ever going to be produced. That that has not been finalized yet. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So Monero hits a nominal amount. Uh, I believe it's in what year? It's uh, I don't know what year exactly. Twenty. 22 i believe it is um is when it hits its nominal amount and then there's a tail emission at that point so essentially all of all of monero will be produ produced by 2022 and then from there on after there'll be what's called a tail emission which is uh something like 0.2 monero released every uh two minutes i believe it is it could be uh might be slightly inaccurate about that, but yeah. So it's essentially it's it's not capped, which is what the point I was trying to make earlier, which is which ensures its security because you know it will forever be mined uh, for the block reward, uh, and that that's that's one of the thinkings there in terms of its architecture. 
Um, but what, what a lot of people don't realize is despite that, there's currently less Monero than Bitcoin and the, it's, it's inflating at a slower rate currently than Bitcoin in terms of the amount of Bitcoin that's being released uh, right now. And it's going to be that way for, I think, the next nine years. Uh, so Bitcoin is, is currently growing faster than Monero in terms of the amount of coins being emitted. Uh, which is interesting uh, if you're if you're talking about the, kind of the economics of these things. So Bitcoin ha has that step, you know, that step function yes. with yes. its release. Uh, Monero, it's more of a smooth curve, but overall, it's uh, it's currently emitting coins at a slower rate than Bitcoin, and it's inflating slower than Bitcoin, which a lot of people don't realize. At this at this juncture, it is, but at nine, it, it, they, it'll be inflating. It'll change in nine years. The the Bitcoin will be less. Infl well, they'll, 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 they'll be less. There'll be less Monero than Bitcoin uh, up until the year twenty forty. Yeah. Uh, it's around the year twenty forty when you'll start to see uh, the amount of Monero pass the twenty one million mark. Well, this this is a very interesting thing you're bringing up. Uh, you know, and you brought it up beforehand. You know, what are we to do when? Uh, the, the people aren't getting as much. Uh, the, the the reward keeps getting cut in half, and perhaps it's, it's not going to be worth their while anymore. This is one of the uh, social attack vectors of Bitcoin. Uh, that people say uh, that this we, they, they should do something more like Monero is doing. They, they should there should be forty million coins instead of twenty one million coins. And the beauty of it of all that of of you know maybe the, the emission schedule is not perfect. People can fork off. And create their own Bitcoin, uh, and this is this is going to be the next big thing. We had the uh, whole scaling debate. You know, they formed Bcash because they wanted bigger blocks. The next big debate in, in Bitcoin, you're, you're asked, you asked me before, what's next? I think uh, are going to be people saying there should be 42 million Bitcoin instead of 21 million Bitcoin, or or whatever. Some some change in the emission schedule, and uh, that that will be a big debate. That that. Uh, that topic that you brought up beforehand, and I think someone will fork off uh, a 42 million Bitcoin or, or something, something that will be different, and we'll see what 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 the uh, what the market decides. I'm I'm pretty confident. There, I mean, I am one of those hardcore people that says it must stay the way it is. This is this is why people bought into it. A lot of people bought it. You just can't change the rules of the game. You just can't change the rules of the game. This is is what I I'm sticking with. But there are plenty of people that think. Uh, uh, no, this this is not sustainable. That the the schedule is is not good. This every four year having it's not going to be enough to satisfy the miners. We need more coins. We need some different type of reward system for the miners. So someone will change it. Someone will fork off another another Bitcoin, and the world can decide what the real Bitcoin is. Right? And I'm pretty confident it'll be the 21 million Bitcoin. But interesting that you bring that up, though. Mm -hmm. So I I, th I think we covered a lot. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I think, I think you're, you're, I, to summarize, I think your, your big belief, uh, not to put words in your mouth, but is kind of this, because Bitcoin has the first mover advantage and the network effect, uh, it is, it is, it's currently the king and it will maintain its place as the king because of its first mover advantage. And so despite, uh, despite flaws that it has, yes. um, 
because it has that lead, it will forever maintain that lead. Is that yes? Is that they, a fair? They, and there are, I think there there are. You brought up legitimate privacy flaws, legitimate uh, scenarios that could happen. It's but but being being the disrupt meister, I mean, I I have to imagine you believe in disruption. That's how we got Bitcoin in the first place. Yeah. So the the big Bitcoin is is disrupting. Uh, fiat currency it's yeah. disrupting the dollar so what's what's to stop uh the more pure crypto from disrupting bitcoin itself because if bitcoin if, if if the world demands that if it if it really needs privacy bitcoin can just incorporate that those pri it can become private at the base layer if, if need be it can be so i mean it's it, it's got that advantage where so many people are already holding it using it first mover advantage and it, it could make a change if it was being threatened. Uh, <laughs> its dominance was being threatened. If it was really was a demand out there for privacy, it could be incorporated, and it would it, it would become a stronger juggernaut at that point. But at this point, I as you can tell, I think that the privacy people can keep on working on the privacy stuff, and uh, that right now that the demand overall for privacy is not. Uh, it's, it's just isn't it for some people it's there but it's just not there yet but again bitcoin is not perfect i think i think we can agree on that definitely all right any anything else you want to chat about yeah first of all i'm drinking water people always good to be hydrated uh yeah you can check me out at techball t-e-c-h-b-a-l-t -E on twitter and just disruptmeister.com you can see all these old videos uh but i say keep on innovating people keep on uh you know, in, in your altcoins, I am definitely not. I mean, some people are threatened by altcoins. You shouldn't be threatened by altcoins. You should let people uh, explore the crypto world any way they want to. You, you do what you do. No one's hurting you uh, by by you know, pumping Monero, talking about Monero, fixing Monero, whatever. Just let let people, and even the Monero people, you should let people fork off of you too. Don't don't be threatened. If you've got the best thing, have confidence on it. Keep on working on it. And uh, I love the innovation that's going on in the whole crypto space. And again, I think we're entering, uh, I would tell young people today just to get, get into some aspect of cryptocurrency. I would say Bitcoin, but whatever you want to do, there's going to be a lot of opportunities out there for, for, for marketing people to technical people to media people in, in the 2020s in this space. So I'm really happy to be in it. And I, I thank you for, for letting me be on your show and you being on my show and telling me about this Jitsi way of uh, broadcasting again. This is, this is going to help me a lot. So thank you. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate it. Yes. Uh, great show. You know, maybe we can talk again in the future. This okay. is great. Yes. Really appreciate the candor. Yes. Uh, I will continue to turn in, tune into your show. Uh, I think you have a you know a lot of great guests on there. You're always um, you, what I what I like about you is you've been very consistent. You know, from from day one. Uh, lots of times I bring people on here and I try to catch them on their hypocrisies. So there's a lot of Bitcoin maximalists out there and I, I, I try to catch them on what I think they're being hypocritical about, which is they kind of believe in one thing about Bitcoin. And you, you obviously do as well, the censorship resistance, but you're always very honest about it and uh, open to the idea that, you know, uh, Bitcoin might not be perfect there. You, you even just said it, you know, it has its flaws. Uh, so I, I like that you're you've always been very open and honest and consistent and uh, you've avoided being hypocritical in this space, which is very hard to do. So I admire you for that. Uh, keep on doing what you're doing. It's, you. it's good stuff, man. Well, I got the conviction. Pound that like button, people. Pound that like button right <laughs> here now. All right, Adam. 
It was nice meeting you, man. Yes, I will see you. All right, thanks. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Ciao. Ciao.